0: Let's go Evening everyone It's the third uh, happy happy board game loving uh, with me your host Luke Morris Um, if you hear rustling it's because for some reason I'm wearing my rusty trousers again which I always seem to do uh, during the podcast but this is a board game podcast not a fashion podcast I know it's quite hard to tell sometimes but that is the case however cool I look while I'm recording this Um, If I sound tired, it's because I had a very tiring weekend at Midcon, uh, which was a rather lovely board game conference in Birmingham. Unfortunately, I did follow some of my uh, tips for how to survive a a gaming conference, which can be found in podcast number two. Check them out if you ain't before. If you are a new listener, feel welcome to you. I can use all the help I can get. You know, if we can get this baby over three listeners, we're on a winning situation. Um, I've heard that uh, Tony Blair listens, uh, but he switched off halfway through uh, the last one, which is a shame, but hopefully he'll be back and listen to this one. Tony, uh, not very few never have, sorry, but, you know, keep listening. It's always good to have the listeners. Uh, this week, I uh, look at the new gaming slag of the week. Um, I, I discuss which films are a bit like movie stars um, to add to the ongoing list which I might rush through quickly as well at the same time I review uh, Shogun I'm um, actually going to do a review this week on like that last week when I just got bored and ran out of time um, it's uh, the remake of Wallenstein or Wallenstein or Wallenstein uh, but set in a of Japan so it's instantly cooler Never played the original, so that uh Shogun was interesting to play. Um, I launch a new competition, you lucky little beggars. Um, I do a little midcom report. As it's always nice to reports, everyone always does it, you know, people do it gencom, people do it at Essen, talk about the amazing things that happened to them. Perhaps I could talk about the rubbish things that happened to me. And the fact that sandwiches were four pound fifty and uh, booze was like, over three quid. I live in a student area, I'm used to going down the local pub and getting a pint for one eighty five or something. Disgraceful behaviour. Anyway enough of that, I have to leave my ranting to the games and um, I look at what should be a game. Um, a little giveaway for that is that it's a rather cool little espionage computer game that I think should be made into a board game. Anyway, without further ado, I guess we should probably get on with the show. It's the Meat Con Report. Meat Con Report. Meat Report. Meat Con Report. Midcon Report. Yep, um, it's the Midcom report. How exciting! Um, I was at the conference over the weekend. Uh, played quite a few games, some of which I might go into. Went there uh, for Friday evening, on a Saturday and a Sunday afternoon. Um, had some good stuff happen to me there. Had some not so good stuff happen to me there. But first up, I would like to state that I did uh, fall for some of the some of my. Uh, points that I made last week about surviving a convention, no I didn't start an orgy with anyone, no I forgot to put my aftershave on, even though conventions are a great place for pulling, anyone who was at Midcon would have known, it was about 95% women, um, and all the men were chiselled adonises, so straight or gay, you're, you're in there, it's brilliant, Every, oh, it was like crazed beasts at a washing hole, um, I managed to struggle myself free from the clutches of some nubile young lass, just enough to play a few games. Um, I turned down a desperate plea, telling her I was a happily married man. She told me that uh, no man at a board game convention could be happily married. Uh, which, uh, I don't know if that's true or not, but um, I'm quite happily married, so... Um, she was obviously lying. No, I didn't do that, but I did kind of forget to sleep. Which was a bit of an error. Uh, for those of you that don't know, I've been designing a game uh, called Tour. A bit of a plug. It's my board game podcast. I can plug what I like. Um, it's a cycling board game which has a, a decent level of tactics in, really. And um, playtesters have, have pretty much unanimously said it's enjoyable to play. After I made a few sort of adjustments to a few bits and pieces, you normally would. But um, I was going to play it on Saturday with a few people and that a few people just see it in action Um, unfortunately I hadn't finished gluing all the boards together there's 9A4 boards that slot together Um, slot being a rather flash word for just stand there together next to each other on the table Um, but I'd forgotten to glue it, I'd forgotten to print a few off so uh, I could fall into bed about 4 in the morning, up again at 8 to get picked up and get the bus into town again because I live just down the road and um, yes yeah, so I've got to sleep uh, that Saturday I decided I couldn't be bothered to eat either just didn't feel hungry really I kind of took a bite into a pork pie that I bought realized I wasn't really in the mood for pork pie realized I wasn't in the mood for food I had a banana and uh, had a couple of glasses of coke and they uh, had a couple of pints in the evening and uh, promptly threw up everywhere um, when I say a couple I mean about 24 pints and when I say throw up, I mean projectile um, Over the table next to us Which was quite a shame, really As they had um, a brand new copy of, um, of that industrial game Which, you know, I, I couldn't help it They were very understanding And uh, they even told me not to worry about it I didn't have to pay anything for it Which is good I'll do that more often in future um, But yeah, apart from that um, I can't remember the other points I gave really, I just spouted them out last week so they came to me. Um, I did go to the loo a few times unfortunately, I didn't have the bladder strength, especially after the, the 17th pint. I was sitting there squirming trying to play t- trades of Genoa, which um, frankly might end up going into my uh, slag of the week next week. I love the game, but it turns me into a filthy animal. I'm screaming and shouting and demanding um, trades from everyone. Choices uh, General is a a trading board game where you um, you offer people money and goods to move around the board, where you can do different objectives and complete orders, trading orders, and then people pay you to allow them to go places on your turn. Um, I just tend to stand there and talk the loudest and most repetitively, giving ridiculously large amounts and of, offering large amounts of money to people. Um, generally, being annoying to myself, I don't know if people find me annoying when I'm playing it, but I hate myself for it. And uh, that might be the last time I play that for a while. On to the highlight of the weekend, though. It was definitely Sunday afternoon when uh, Mike Hibbert and the uh, Gamescape Posse came up for the day. Um, Go check check them out at the Gamescape um, for a nearly as good podcast. I would say there's more quality to it and... uh, better opinion and better reviews and a better understanding of games but I don't know mine has a certain actually mine's rubbish compared to theirs go and listen to theirs turn mine off now and uh, go and listen to theirs um, but anyway they uh, came up on Sunday and uh, we played a long booked in game of the Mecca which uh, for those of you that don't know and are really interested into in this new world of exciting board games it's a five hour board game about German politics uh, so yeah, um, I, I am cool, and yes I am married, uh, this is a, my lie has gone on too long. I love German politics, uh, no, um, I don't particularly love German politics but I love the game. Um, we played it, very exciting, 14 hours worth of gameplay, um, we, we worked our way through 4 copies of the game our sheer um, hard-working attitude ripped through the cardboard. Um, the wooden cubes were being moved around so much in those 14 hours that they wore down to mere shards and had to be replaced. Um, we sweated and we bled and we coughed and we choked all over <laughs> my brand new copy of the game. Um, and In the end I won victorious as the best German politician. Um, I won by three points after those uh, 14 hours of play, which um, I was very impressed about, I promptly did a celebratory dance on the tables. Um, I don't think it was too much um, watched by, um, by people that were left. I think there were only about four people left at that time on the Sunday evening before everyone went home. And uh, great fun was had by all, especially me, who won. Uh, always nice to play a game where you win. Always nice to play my favourite game. Which the um, Mecca definitely is. So, if the low point for me was Trader Genoa and um, just feeling skank at the end of Saturday night, and um, the high point was the Mecca what were the more memorable moments? Well, I guess one of them was probably uh, standing at the bar waiting to get a cup of tea on the Sunday, um, so Sunday lunchtime, and um, an American gamer whose name. Um, I saw in his badge and probably forgot as I tend to do these days sadly the old memory is not as good as when I was a lad you know now I'm 73 it's hard to keep those grey cells working but really I need to spend some time with Poirot or something and solve some mysteries and get them working again but my name memory is gone but he was um, berating the lack of uh, lem- uh, lime juice to have with his lemonades and that's definitely st- stuck in my memory. Also, um, finding out that Tottenham, my beloved Tottenham, were losing 2-1 at half time to Reading, and went on to lose 3-1, that was definitely a memorable moment of the uh, weekend for me. As was ordering my uh, ham and mustard sandwich for Sunday lunch; that was quite memorable. Um, as was playing Cash and Guns. Now, that was an actual memory. Uh, it's a game that comes with these foam guns. Um, which you get to point at each other as part of the game Um, you can even pistol whip people if you really want to it won't hurt too much if you were really thinking about getting into the game though I'd suggest investing in some sort of heavier metal or wood variations if you really want to get the pistol whipping into the game I think the game would definitely improve its rating if um, it actually brought pain to the table um... But played that with uh, the missus and uh, my friend Richard, who lives down the road, in his um, regular games-playing buddy, as the Americans would say, and um, a couple of guys we met there for that day. And uh, as always, it's great fun. You get to choose who to point a gun at, um, see if they back down. You're all playing criminals. Uh, I was I was Huggy, the black spot, the black Blair, uh, I think I say that. So. The black exploitation style. Um, gangster informant type character um, who gets to pop caps in people's arses um, but yeah you just get to point guns at each other and uh, if people are a bit afraid that your card says you've actually shot them they'll back down if not you'll all stand there and then anyone that's still alive after the bullet cards are revealed gets to share the money uh, by the end of it we've forgotten to put money in the middle and we're just enjoying putting guns at each other and uh, shouting and uh, laughing and uh, I got a special card which meant that when uh, my wife died in one game I got to have her gun as well and got point uh, two guns which uh, is the most one I've ever had actually which is rather depressing looking back on my life so far um, but yeah cashing guns it went up in my my expectation after the uh, after the weekend it's the second time I've played it conference, and it's gone up from a seven to an eight. In my mind, great fun party game. In fact, I've had a couple of drinks by then. Could only have enhanced the uh, the fun, especially after just playing Java, which I love, but is about as sort of as full of flavour and full of excitement as a uh, uh, McVitie's cracker. Love it, but it's dry. Has anyone ever tried to eat three crackers in a minute? I can just about do it. It's very exciting. Give it a go. In fact, um, I might give you a minute in a second. Um, I'll play some background music. You go grab a pack of crackers and uh, we'll see if you can get three in a minute. You're not allowed to drink water. Okay. Pause this while you go get some crackers. Okay, if you're back, I'm uh, just going to time for one minute. I might play a bit of doodly music while uh, you stuff your face with crackers actually you won't bother with that um, this is a board game podcast after it's not some kind of cracker fetish cast um, i think i've said enough i need to say about midcon It's alright enjoyable apparently it's the fastest growing convention in the uk of a board game variety there are a hundred other people there um, the usual uh, mix of uh, guys and uh, kids and uh, about three women, good on them I say, brilliant, bring them on. Not like that though, they're all happily married women and I'm a happily married man, as we've already learnt from this this evening. It's all gone Pete Tong, you slag. Excellent, back to my favourite part of the show where I get to slag off again for a few minutes, it's brilliant a good rant, I suppose I have to back it up with reasons for doing it Um, I won't spend too long having a go at it but I'll have a nice long go, it deserves it this game but the way we will do it is uh, I will slowly reveal details of the game if you you think you know what the answer is, buzz in as we go and I'll shout out the answer Um, as you're driving along in the car it's all a little competition, how exciting okay uh, this game I'm talking about today um, has a decent boardgamegeek.com uh, rating. Its user rating is 7.0. It's currently ranked 283rd best game ever made, ever best game ever made. 283rd best use of sort of thickish cardboard. How exciting! Um, it's designed by uh, Jürgen Strom, published by Rio Grande Games and uh, Hans Gluck it plays 2 to 4 players in apparently 60 minutes and I find it frankly the most depressing game I've ever played even worse than Ra believe it or not at least uh, Ra's got an intriguing theme of uh, Egypt and uh, stuff like that Um, but this game is about getting rid of industrial waste and for that very clever reason this game is called Diamant. No, of course it's not. It's called Industrial Waste. Um, it, is, it is a game that on the surface appears to be quite clever. You've all got a power station that you've got to power uh, to make loads of cash. Um, by the end of the game, you've got to make sure your plant is running efficiently um, and develop it long enough to bring about the end game where certain mathematical equations are brought into being and your number of points is multiplied by your number of something else. Um, Added to the number of fingers on your left hand, um, your money's halved and then doubled and then halved again and added to the final score and you get a score that frankly I couldn't care less about. But, um, I've now played it three times, look at him making a a big statement about a game after playing it three times. Yes, well, uh, first game I played, um, I won and uh, thought, yeah, it's alright, it fills the time, it's not too bad. Uh, second time I played I won and uh, didn't enjoy it and the problem with this I think is that that game where three of us played I kept track of exactly how much money everyone else had in my head as we played and therefore I won and I beat the guy in second by having and I kid you not one euro more in my hand and knowing I had which meant I knew I would get one point more than him and that is how I knew And frankly, that day I killed the game for myself. And suddenly, the horror of the theme and the horror of the artwork, um, which I know a lot of people rave about, but it's it's just too sort of industrial and brown for me. Um, I like pretty light colours, um, but just the horrors of the way I I feel it's played better in other games came out and then my wife played it with me the third time um, back at Ball Game club again with another couple of guys and uh, she didn't enjoy it at all and uh, we got back home and she vented her spleen uh, which sounds messier than it actually is and uh, which allowed me to kind of do the same and uh, we both agreed to avoid it as much as possible um, it's hard to say what I don't really like about it other than what I've just said um, I just don't find it very inspiring and every time I've played it I've enjoyed it less and less and less. Uh, that's three lesses. Yeah, I've only played it three times. Um, one question I would like to ask the uh, the graphical artist, um, I'm sure he listens, uh, <laughs> um, is, did you get the rights to use the Nine Inch Nails logo for one of the companies? I'm pretty certain that is the official Nine Inch Nails logo. you um, ask Trent Reznor. Not that I'm a big Nine Inch Nails fan, but I used to live with a mate of mine who was. Um, design in my game I've known very much that I've got to steer clear of so many things just to make certain that no one can jump on you for unofficial license and all that kind of stuff and I, I hope that it's all above board and all wonderful or that the uh, symbol is indeed slightly different enough to avoid that fact um, what else do I want to I wish I could rant some more to be honest don't like it um, I just don't like the way the cards come out I don't like the way you're kind of relying on certain cards to come up in sets that you want them to come up Um, basically every round um, the starting player moves around and uh, piles of three cards are laid out and each person takes one of those piles Um, in fact having piles would probably be better than um, some parts of this game Um, you then take um, your cards you choose what you're going to do with those three cards in the turn you can play them you can um, Increase the how good your plant is. You can get rid of how many raw materials it takes to create your power. You can sack some of your staff by um, improving your um, machinery, and uh, you can clear up all your lovely industrial waste that you've provided. And if you don't have enough, if sorry, if you have too much industrial waste at certain points, you get stung and you get to lose loads of money. And just for me, when I see it, oh, my heart just sinks, and I die a bit inside. And I'm sure fairies die as well. And um, so, yeah, that's it. Industrial waste—it's more of an emotional reason not to. Loads of people like it. I'm probably wrong. I'm always wrong in these things. Everyone loves raw. Everyone loves Puerto Rico. Everyone loves industrial waste. I don't hate Puerto Rico. I just hate the people that play it. Uh, that came out wrong. Um, as I was I'm just on a side note, and a rambling side note, I got a message the other day from um, from a guy that I, I've spoken to on the internet a bit sometimes nice guy, I respect him and he seems to like me to my face who told me that um, uh, my hypocrisy was paramount he didn't phrase it like this but that's how I took it um, that I, I slag off uh, people that slag off um, Monopoly but I moan about Cranium um, which is true, I don't like Cranium but that's more for the balancing of the game rather than the actual the whole package of the game Um and it's personal taste it's a wonderful game lots of people love it lots of people buy it it's brilliant it's all down to me basically and it's the same with uh, Puerto Rico I've played it with some great guys I've played it with some guys I'd rather not play it with again I think as a game it's alright but it depends who you play it with whereas I think Industrial Waste is um, the game I could play it with uh, the Pope I could play it with lovely Natalie Brulia, and um I could play with Elvis, and I'd still hate it, which is sad really. But there we go, uh, my Slag of the Week, and much deserved as it plummets through my personal ratings, and I've got to look what it's down to nowadays. It's down to a 4, hooray, 4 out of 10, which um, I c- could be talked into an occasion. I think I only dropped that down to 3. Um, it's gone down from 7 the first time I played it, so it's plummeting um, quicker than a rock from the top of the Empire State Building. Um, So that's that. Industrial waste. It's a complete and utter slag. Um, I would like to point out this minute that um, if you think I'm completely wrong, um, please, please email me at hamsteroffury, all one word, H-A-M-S-T-E-R. There's no P in hamster. I hate people that use P's, by the way. H-A-M-S-T-E-R-O-F-F-U-R-Y at hotmail.com. Please email me. Tell me why I'm wrong. Record, uh, record an audio track of you um, explaining why I'm wrong. Um, either that, or Ra, or Puerto Rico, or Cranium, or any game that you think I dislike, and um, I'll read it out or play it, and bring it on, I say. I look forward to that. I'd like to be proved wrong, and uh, yeah, so go for that. Games as movie stars. Excellent. Um, Those of you that have listened to this podcast before uh, will know that I like to look at games in the same way as I look at movie stars um, from behind bushes through their living room uh, windows. No, um, I like to uh, balance off games against movie stars. So um, I see Dimaka, as we talked about in the first episode, as uh, Rutger Hauer. I see uh, Civilization as Akira Kurosawa, so not just movie stars, but movie directors as well. I see uh, I see Samurai, Knisia's Samurai as the beautiful um, Zhang Jihi or Zhihie Zhang or however she spells it these days, um, whatever order. I see the, the rollicking good game of the World Cup game as good old Jason Statham from uh, Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels and uh, so on and so on, uh, if you're interested in the first list uh, download the first podcast I'm going to start uh, putting this list up properly on the website which um, I will give the address out for at the end of the podcast um, so my aim is that one day I can do this podcast purely mentioning actors' names rather than games wouldn't that be great you know after all um, these last few weeks I've managed to play with Zhang here a couple of times which is very nice I uh, I gave Jason Statton a CN2 <laughs> which uh, which I I suggest everyone should um try and do. Um, Mike Hibbert um, has taken me up on it. He he enjoys um he enjoys having a good time with Jason Statham, rock on. Um so I've had a very enjoyable few weeks of games and uh, last week we decided that Sam Hayek um, was very similar to Six Nymphs. A great a great game, great actress, yeah, no problem there. Um Um, Recently, um, the game was re bought out about um, hurricanes or something. She's a little bit tempestuous. And uh, the only problem with the game is some of the leery colours and that. The only problem with her is her big um, caterpillar eyebrows. But anyway, that's all in the past. This week, for you, I have another game, uh, which is Hive, which is an absolutely absolutely excellent game. A game that I just got in fact second hand for midcon at the second hand sale I got the old wooden version which is very sexy indeed um, I got it for six quid which um, is even sexier for our American cousins and brethren um, six pound is about forty seven dollars um, so yep I think that's about the right amount um, the Hive was designed by John Yani, um, a friend of a friend apparently, and an all round top bloke. So I'm pleased to finally have his game, I've been playing it with uh, my mate Richard the last few weeks. It's a game which um, ha- is about um, hexagonal blocks that you lay out. Um, each hexagonal block has an insect on, which has uh, put some people off the game strangely. Um, you're trying to encircle your opponent's queen bee, and when you do that you win. And all the blocks move around. There's no board. It sort of plays very much as a hive, as you're moving them around, and the sort of the hive is changing shapes. You go along. Um, for me, Hive reminds me of uh, Jean-Pierre Jeunet. Uh, those of you who are French film fans will know that he's the excellent director um, who's directed the films Delicatessen. Um, which is about um, sort of post-apocalyptic France um, and people that live in a sort of a tenement block where the guy that owns it is a butcher and um, kills um, handymen that they get in after a while to sell off the meat to make a profit. Uh, it's about comedy by the way. Um, he also made City of Lost Children which is just frankly weird but wonderful at the same time and he's made the uh, delightful Amelie which um, I don't think I can say this and retain my manly status, but um, it is actually my fourth <laughs> favourite film of all time, um, Oh, it's a great film um, and a slight change for him I think in that and he's gone on to make some excellent films since and he made some excellent films before. Um, for me the similarities are in that some people are put off Hive by the theme, and uh, some people have put off Shanae's films, especially sort of the, one, the early ones. So like *Hive* and *City of Lost Children*, because of the theme. Um, did I say *Hive* or did I say *Delicatessen*? I can't remember. Um, they put off *Delicatessen*. See, he is the same. I'm getting confused between them already. They're that alike. Um, people have put off *Delicatessen* sometimes, *City of Lost Children*, because of the theme. Either sort of a guy that kills people sells the meat. And another one about um, some weird old guy who has clones and steals children's dreams. You know, that's a bit off-putting for some. And for Hive, it's seems insect. Some people don't really like the idea of it. Um, some people just don't see what the fuss is about And the same with Jeunet. But for me, um, his films have both a beautiful simplicity and a lot of depth, which I believe Hive has too. It's beautifully crafted. It's lovely to look at. It's lovely to feel very tactile, like Jeunet's uh, films. It just... It just layers and layers of um, really tactile cinematography involved. Um at get me getting all flash and fancy with my words, eh? Um, it's For me Hive um, is just like it and as you play it you do notice more and more depth and every time you watch uh, a Genet film you see more and more depth and then now I'm starting to sound all arty farty and that and uh, I really should say yeah this is like Tom Cruise or uh, Brad Pitt, or something. I'm sure some games will be but for me, Hive is like Chene, Um Anyone care to uh, argue about that? I'm, I'm up for a good argument tonight. It seems that's about the third time I've threatened arguments. Um, you know the email address, hamsterfear at If you've got any more that you'd like to add, um, as we had a couple, as we had last week, we had a few last week, and um, please um, email me too. Um, that would be absolutely fantastic. Let's get as many. Games as we can with movie star and movie director um, sort of doppelgangers. Let's get this done, it'll be wonderful. It's time for a gay hey, hey 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 review. Ah. Uh, I hope you all like my new game review jingle. Um, I can't be bothered to find the first one from the first episode. Didn't do one last episode, so I thought I'd uh, do a whole new one for you all. Um, I hired um, Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber to help me out on that, um, I think it's perhaps his finest masterpiece, um, well worth the £2.50 I paid for him, um, as I saw him scrabbling around in the streets um, of Leicester, um, clutching what seemed to be suspiciously like a bottle of uh, methylated spirits in a brown bag. But anyway, enough of my uh, private life to the game review, uh, which this week, um, again, please excuse the clicking as I flick through to find um, a few details on it to refresh my memory, um, is a game called Shogun, which is based on the Wallenstein game system, Wallenstein highly ranked in the board game Fraternity, he says again, um, doing my little finger thing around the word Fraternity, in the same way as Euro game, um, the high person as well, Euro game, um, anyway. Shogun um, is uh, designed by Dirk Hen, which is a fine manly name, a truly manly name, Um, published by Queen which um, is a less manly name and um, apparently the playing time is 150 minutes, I'd say it's closer to about 13 hours. Um, um, The game is set in the Sengoku period of uh, Japan which is approximately 1467 to 1753. And uh, the game takes about the same amount of time as the Sengaki period, but it's time well spent. Um, basically, in the game you get this lush board. Um, it's double-sided to show slightly different eras. Um, it's of the main. It's kind of the main body of Japan. Um, it's got Honshu on. It misses off the northern island of Hokkaido. Uh, Japanese geography fans, and the board is sort of. The, it's sort of flattened a bit so it can fit on a longer thin board but you should you, you can look at it and tell it is Japan you know most of it is there Honshu's there Sh- um, Shikoku and uh it's all just sort of squished in a bit um the graphics and everything is gorgeous like I said before anything with Feudal Japan automatically gives it an extra mark as far as I'm concerned there's nothing cooler than Samurai in fact my favourite game that I used to play um University was uh, Shogun Total War which is a great sort of I don't know sort of a warish computer game that we used to play um, on our network connection at our house we were really cool and not at all geeky um, before you say anything you cheeky look. Um yeah so this kind of as soon as I Richard my friend said he was thinking about getting it I was like, "Yeah, get it. You know, this is this is the guy I play games with the most, apart from my wife." I thought, if he has this game, I can get some good plays out of it. We played it twice at MidCon. Uh, the first one I lost. The second one I won. So it's obviously a game full of skill and uh, no luck whatsoever. Everyone takes on a, a sort of a daimyo, of a, of a shogun. You know, someone that's fighting for the um, for Japan. Um, you've got your usual mix of colours, so uh, no exciting colours there. But I'm a big fan of blues and yellows, and they're both there. I was blue both times, as uh, the guy in the picture had a rather cool face mask, which uh, made him look tough and hard, and I think reflected well on me for the game. Um, everything's set up, uh, everyone gets given a certain number of lands in the same way as I'm going to whisper this Risk! Um, you get to put your armies in there there's a suggested setup which we followed but in future games it looks like you can each taking turns and like choose where you want to start which is a great idea add a lot of depth to the game um, the game is played over eight seasons so two years um, season fans um, there's spring summer and autumn which you play properly and then the two winters are scoring rounds so there's two scoring rounds in all uh... you in the three first rounds um, you bid on turn order which apparently is new from the original Rollenstein Um, and then each of you can choose one thing to do in each of the the territories you control and each thing costs a different thing and you kind of know what order the first five of the ten actions are going to be for that year but then the other five are blind and you only get to see them as the year goes on which is very clever or as the season goes on should I say and, but you have to choose everything you're going to do at the start. So, for example, I want, might want to um, expand my army in one area, and I might really want to attack from that area. But I can only make two attacks in that season if, at most, and I can't attack from somewhere if I've already done, you know, if I've already built up an army or taxed it or nabbed the rice off the disgruntled farmers or you know built a temple there. So there's a lot of uh, pre-planning and trying to outguess your opponent, which is a great. It's really good and yeah, sometimes people, sometimes uh, it means that someone doesn't see something coming and bang, they're hit from the side massively. Other times you just see the, the two guys tooling up massively along sort of um, two areas ready to go to war and really freaked out about the other person for like the whole game. And It's just a great mechanic. If, you know, Everyone chooses everything at the same time and then you go through the year and see how it plans out. and you get the eighth thing and you suddenly wonder why the hell you've done something or you forget where you're putting things and where you're attacking from and why you chose to do something quite so stupid or you put the wrong card down by mistake which I nearly did when trying to harvest rice. Uh, Rice is important because every winter you have to make sure you have uh, one unit of rice for each area. Obviously people don't eat very much in Japan in those times but it's just one unit and if you can't feed them Um, Your people, they revolt, as you've got revolting peasants um, who might snatch back the land from you. Of course, uh, Shogun shares with Wallenstein the cube tower. It's the first time I've seen a cube tower in all its glory. It's uh, basically a length of very thick cardboard with a little funnel at the top and a tub at the bottom. And you tip your cubes in when two countries go to war. And there's some bits in the tower that um, hold blocks there for later. For later on, so as you tip them in, not all of them may come out, or some from early may come out, which creates kind of a, a random battle effect. So if you lost badly earlier in the day and some of your cubes are still in there, they might come out in that fight. Fantastic, and you can blitz the other person. Um, blocks can't see each other out, so any left over at the end at the winning side and they go back on to the space. So that's enough of the mechanics. Other podcasts, I'm sure, will fill you in in more detail. For me, it's a massive game, it's perhaps the uh, Best new game of the convention for me. Not that I played many new games, but I just thought it was brilliant. Um, like I say, I rate games after one player, rate games after two, two players, after one player was an eight, after the second player was a nine. It does take um, most of a week to play it, but it's time well spent, to be honest. You know, uh, pack your pack your kid off to then to your mums um, with a couple of uh, cheese and tomato sandwiches and settle down with some friends and maybe even your spouse and enjoy a game it's, it's not the lightest of all games, it's pretty heavy and it's pretty brain burning but it's worth the time and effort you put in so uh, Shogun is classic I'm rating it as the finest orange uh, which is a fine ranking for a game so go out get it it's quite expensive I believe it's still quite hard to get in England but I didn't buy it and so I haven't had to look it up I'll get it when it um, is a bit easy to get because I don't need it right now because my mate's got it. So that's brilliant. So Shogun, go buy it. It should be a game. Yeah, it certainly should. It's time to look at um, another concept that should be made into a game. So all game designers out there, prick up your ears, pin back your logos, and stick your ear to the speaker with super glue. It's time to find out um, what should become a game. Um, the first week it was Monkey Island, which I'm still waiting for. I haven't seen anywhere. I'm a bit unhappy with the lack of um, development on that front. Um, last week, I can't even remember actually, it was, uh, oh, it was Battle Royale, a great film. Um, I started looking at it, but it's going to be hard to do without the official license. Um, but just something along that concept would be great. Um, this week, I'm back into the realm of computer games. Um, it's a series that's been around for years and years and years and years. It involves a very gruff um, guy with a mullet and a bandana, which, which for me, makes him a winner already. It could just be a game about a gruff guy with a mullet and bandana just standing there. Um, he's, he's also a smoker. <sighs> very bad. Um, and um, in his last game, his um, previous incarnation ended up losing an eye which is lovely um, I'm talking about Solid Snake my hero and um, the man that I model myself upon uh, except for the eye thing I kinda like having two um, and the smoking thing and uh, now the mullet thing um, but you know I, spiritually I probably model myself upon him um, and again he's in the game series which is Metal Gear Solids, or just Metal Gear the early ones but the new ones Metal Gear Solid um, the games, for those of you that aren't aware, um, were Ma- Metal Gear Solid was on the Playstation and I got Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3 on the Playstation 2, they're espionage games, um, so although you're tooled up and there's guards everywhere and you know there's plenty of ample time to shoot people, as much of the game as possible you need to sneak around, it's espionage, you're infiltrating, you're trying not to get caught, you're trying not to get seen, you're doing cunning things like uh, knocking on walls to um, draw guards around and scoffering around the other way while they're not looking Um, if people start firing on you you can uh, hide in a box and wander around with a box on your head which is classy and the latest one was in a jungle so you're creeping around in the jungle in camouflage which has a great um, atmosphere to it and it's something that yeah it would be tricky to bring to a game but you know do it, it's great Um, I don't know how you do it, perhaps in some way of I can't even remember the game Scotland Yard is it when you've got the thief creeping around the robber trying to get away Um, you could do it like that with someone controlling a solid snake getting him through the undergrowth trying to infiltrate having to leave um, sort of a trail of um, death behind as he goes or sort of um, guards that have been tranquilised at the very least if he's good Um, they've they've got that game Metal Gear um, Acid on the Playstation Portable which um, is not live action, you have to play cards as if from your virtual hand to make him move and do things, which it would work in that way as well. The theme's brilliant. I don't think of many good espionage games sneaking around spies, you know one side trying to get in, the other man trying to repel you know repel him try sneak across as the skills and stuff, but the other guy could be in charge of legions of soldiers. Um, trying to protect the boss in time for some great big world ending catastrophe to happen or something. It, there could be jungle areas, there could be big interior areas and think of the big robots. Metal Gear is famous for um, Metal Gears which are big um, robots. And me- um, Japanese of course love their big chunky robots like Gundam Wing and that. Um, Metal Gear has big robots that are normally central to the story arc. Um, it's just brilliant, you know, it would uh, perfectly blend a theme and you could have really good uh, mechanics. You know, we could it would be a marriage of the of this so called and I'm doing my finger thing again, Ameritrash games and the so called Euro game. I can't even think myself to say Euro snob. Um, for those not in the know there's been a been a war of attrition on Board Game Geek um these last few weeks. It's, Big news! It's uh, in board game circles. It, it could well spell the end of everything we hold true. Um, hell hath no fury like a geek scorned. Um, where there's people that love their old um, American style games with lots of theme and uh, lots of lovely dice, and those that love their um, I don't know um, Italian Renaissance lands and uh, wooden cubes. And there's there's room for both. I say there's plenty of room for both, um, preferably in a spaceship somewhere. Um, but um, leaving the rest of us that just want to get on with it to just enjoy it. And I think Metal Gear would be a lovely marriage. It'd, it'd be like one of those marriages of families that hate each other, and bringing them together in a lovely ceremony, um, where um, where Fortress America can get drunk at the uh, reception and make lewd comments towards uh, Puerto Rico who'd blush. It's that kind of thing. It'd be lovely, I think. Um, in fact, oh, I feel all emotional. Uh, Metal Gear Solid would be the saviour of gaming. So, for that reason, not just for the theme and the great game, the fact that it'd bring everyone together, that can even be a bit of wargaming element in it because of the different sides. Oh, it's like the perfect cross-genre game. So go make it already. Save the future of board games. Stop this vicious bloodletting and make Metal Gear Solid It got a second chance, got a second chance, got a second, got a second, got a second chance now don't get me wrong trains don't excite me I'm um, not a train spotter. I don't sit at the station um, notebook and and flask of a warm sweet tea by my side or anything like that and uh, train games don't particularly excite me, I don't play them very often at all, don't have too much to say about them um, I've never even played Ticket to Ride <sighs> the uh, the non-train train game if that makes sense, um, which is why um, I wasn't the quickest ever person to agree at our ballgame club to play Railroad Tycoon um, but I did, this is going back quite a few months now, it's probably about my second week of going to the club after getting into games um, and I remember laying this massive great old board out like the size of my house um, on about seven tables and uh, getting my little plastic trains and things to put on the board um, we played for about three hours after the second go I knew I wasn't going to win uh, in fact I knew I was probably going to come last uh, so for two and three quarter hours or whatever I just um, tried to set myself a personal goal to try and uh, complete the longest track from like uh, down in the deep south to up north past Boston um, which uh, kind of kept my interest a little but by the end of it uh, I could give or take it. Uh, it got a lot of good uh, hype and feedback from the group and it's got a sort of good hype from the board game society as a whole, of course now Eagle Games are out of uh, business as we know it and uh, they sold off their stock of Railroad Tycoon Uh, which is sad, it's sad to see uh, companies go down the drain uh, by pouring too much money to poker Uh, which is a good game, I'm not going in for this slagging off of uh, James Bond playing poker in the new film you know, it's fair enough It's, it's like the whole Daniel Craig being blonde thing Long bomb, bomb, brilliant, bring it on. Anyway, uh, Railroad Tycoon. So, the first time I played it, uh, it was alright, take it or leave it. I think I'd have gone over and rated it at about 6. Um, we played it a few weeks later. Um, by the way, uh, Railroad Tycoon is designed by Martin Wallace and uh, Glenn Drover. It was published by Eagle Games, and the playing time is apparently 120 minutes which uh, in my experience with five to six players is a complete lie and a fabrication and a fallacy and uh, a disgraceful lie in fact it takes a lot longer uh, the second time we played i uh, made sure i didn't drop out of contention of the first couple of rounds and by the end of come second being sort of in the central of fighting for land and thoroughly enjoyed it um, having to make routes between different cities um, i'm not a big fan of american geography so um, trying to work out where certain cities were was no good at all i just had to uh, wing it a bit um, but all in all it was enjoyed uh, you ship goods around um, you improve your train system and stuff it apparently it's lighter than games like age of steam and that which is thoroughly the concept of is frightening as far as i'm concerned At uh, conferences i've looked around and seen people playing these same train games these 18xx games for four and a half days solid without leaving the table um, but this is a good middle ground. I think it seems to uh, play nicely for a beginner but there seems to be enough depth for people that have been playing it for a while so I'd uh, thoroughly recommend it, it grew on me after a game, um, still only played two games of it. Uh, my friend bought a copy of eBay for I think it was about 15 quid and then an extra 10 of postage which I think is probably a good deal um, as everything is still sealed and easy looking for someone to play it with so uh, I'm sure we'll get a couple of people to try and play it uh, it's up to a 7 for me now I don't know if it'll go much higher to be honest but as far as giving it a second go went you know I'm pleased I did and uh, I'm pleased I quite like it really uh, just a shame it's massive and just a shame it's impossible to get in more often if it's a bit later, a uh, bit shorter um, I'd get more play. but then it wouldn't be a train game I guess. So anyway, Ry Ry Tycoon, I gave it a second chance. And uh, it came out smelling like roses. Right then, it's uh, time for the competition. Unfortunately for everyone, um, I got broke into the other night. And all um, 17 copies of Titan that I owned were maliciously stolen. And uh, someone scrawled um, on a bit of paper. Um, If you want your babies back, um, pay me £400,000 and uh, even 72 copies of Titan are not worth that much. Um, So uh, I'm afraid um, that was going to be the prize but um, now I've got nothing to give as a prize I'm afraid except uh, my adoration and my ongoing love and um, I don't know, some kudos. From being spoken about on uh, this wonderful and exciting podcast. But um, if you still want to enter competition for the joy and the honour... ...and not just to prove you a greedy... Oh, a ...dirty, greedy beggar... ...by um, only entering competitions for prizes... ...then uh, please feel free to enter still. Um, send your answers to this upcoming competition... ...to my email address hamsterfear@hotmail.com. at hotmail.com... Um, the address has already been said. Um, my competitions are one line game reviews. So I will read out three uh, one line game reviews. If you think you know the answers to some or all of them, uh, let me know what they are. If more than one person who would have won has the same number, so if four people have three right or whatever, I will work out a cunning way of um, working out the the champion. Um, anyway so these are the upcoming three reviews for those of you that uh frequent boardgamegeek.com they're all games that i've played and are therefore in my games collection that should give some of you an edge over others i apologize if you don't but if you like games you should go there anyway and my username hamster fury i have the japanese woman avatar who keeps looking up and grinning like a cheshire cat um, anyway These are the uh, reviews. Um, Listen carefully, I've said this only twice. Number one. Sous chef's scale building. Number one. Sous chef's scale building. Number two. Mmm, I like barbecued worms. Number two. Mmm, I like barbecued worms. Number three. I'm not repeating that one. So, if you think you got the answers, uh, let me know. And anyway, While I'm on um, talking about my email address and stuff like that, I guess if you're interested, you could uh, check out a few websites, such as. Uh, This uh, podcast's home on the web, which is http colon slash slash happyhappyboardgames.blogspot.com. You can leave any comments about the show there. Um, I'm hosted by Jellycast, so if you go to jellycast.com, you can check my podcast out and ignore every other one there. I probably shouldn't say that, but tough. Um or you can subscribe to this uh, through iTunes apparently as I've uh, cunningly added it there and uh, it seems to be quite popular according to a little popularity um, meter. So uh, thanks to you all who download load it from there. Um, www.boardgamegeek.com for all your board gaming um, joy. Uh, I suppose I might as well fill some time with some of the podcasts I listen to. Um, just so that if any of you are listening to this this is your only board game podcast but in fact i pity you severely that this may be your entry into board game podcasts Uh, you could check the following out i'm not going to give their websites because i can't bother to click through them now but if you put them in uh, google or yahoo or whatever you'll find them first up the gamescape which is an excellent uh, british podcast headed up by um, some great guys Uh, they've got a few shows and i think they've got four or five down They're all very uh, good and fun, they're very chatty, because there's two or three of them in every podcast, so that goes down well, I thoroughly recommend it. You've got of course the Dice Tower, which is uh, Tom Vassel's baby, his metaphorical baby, um, which is very swish, very swanky, high production values, great prizes, all that kind of stuff. Uh, You've got Board Games To Go, uh, Board Game Babylon, both of which I enjoy both of which tend to be uh, one guy speaking like me but um, much smarter men than me Um, they get some guests in as well so they're good Uh, they're the ones I mainly listen to those four podcasts so check those out Uh, I'm going to come to an end now I'm 10 minutes shorter than normal but I can't be bothered to fill the time with a load of rambling I've done enough of that already I guess um, all that's left for me to say is i've lost the name of the rather excellent group that performed my intro music so i will add it to uh, my blog spot um my uh speech mark fingers are getting a lot of use today my blog spot um so check them out the band are great um, which is why i'm so embarrassed i've forgotten what they're called um and that's it really thanks for listening Um, Enjoy playing games But remember there's more to life than games Go out, read a book, kick a football around um, Point at someone randomly and laugh Preferably in a busy shopping centre or something Um, And that's it Thanks for listening Uh, I love your continued support Have a good one